My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Rocky Lalvani. He's the founder of Profit Comes First and, a host, and the host of Profit Answer Man and Richer Soul. Welcome to the show, Rocky. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me here. Excited to chat with you. Likewise, it's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Sure. So where I am today is I work with small business owners and I help them to have a growing and more profitable business. I've always been in the money space. In other words, I've always wanted to build wealth and, and help other people to build their particular wealth. Most of that time I was on the, the personal finance side. And one day I kind of had an aha. I came to learn that business owners didn't look at their financial reports. And I was like, wait, what? Like they're business owners. Isn't that what they do? And the reality is, is most business owners do what they love. And what I learned was accounting was at the bottom of that list. And so it's a part of the business that they ignore. And it happens to be an area that I'm just naturally gifted in. I I can look at spreadsheets. They tell me stories. I look at tax returns. They tell me stories. They bring up questions to help me say, well, why aren't they doing this? Or why did this money flow this way? And what's a better way to do it? And so after I had that aha, I just spent time just kind of learning and saying, is this really true? Um, Am I delusional? And the more I talked to people, the more I realized, hey, this is a need out there. People need help with this. And, and I found a niche in the market that was somewhat underserved. And what I ended up doing was partnering with Mike Michalowicz and the Profit First team and becoming one of their certified Profit First professionals. And so that's what I do now. I, I help business owners to be more profitable. That's amazing. I'm so happy that you were able to find an underserved niche. That's that that's pretty cool, especially since no no offense since you are in accounting, but accounting is a little bit boring. <laughs> so it, good it on you is. For being the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, good and I don't for... do accounting. <laughs> you don't? No, I. You know, and that's the problem. And I think people go to accountants and expect them to have answers, and they don't exactly have answers. They tell you where things go on forms or on reports but they can't tell you what to do next. That's the fun part. Okay, we've got this story. Now, how do we write the next chapter? And that's what I do with business owners. We look at the story that happened. We figure out the story they want. And then we figure out how to get from where we are today to to the top of the mountain for them. That's amazing. That's actually, that's really cool. So within your business, what is your focus going to be for 2023? 20, we've kind of, here's the thing. When you do one-on-one coaching, you plateau, right? There's only so much time in the day. So we've kind of plateaued in the one-on-one space. We do have, my, my daughter joined the business. So we've got a little bit of space for her. 
she's working on growing her her clients. Um, and the other thing we realized is even though we fit a certain part of the marketplace, there is another part of the marketplace that is also significantly unserved. And the reality is for many of them, it just doesn't make business sense to hire people like us to do what they need to do, but they still need help and they still need direction. They still need a little bit of handholding. So what we did in 2022 is we actually launched a new course called the Profit Blueprint. And it's, it's designed to help business owners implement these processes and systems with a little bit of handholding. So a lot of times they hit a friction point, they give up and they don't keep going. Or the people who are teaching them are, are talking in terms and language. And it, it, this isn't about accounting. It's about how do I make wiser decisions in my business? How do I create a scoreboard so I know what's going on in my business? And then how do I take action on that, on what I see? And so we created a program that helps them to be able to do that with a little bit of handholding from us. Okay, got it. So you created a system that helps them implement it a little bit better. So then that was your goal for 2022. Is that something that's carrying on into 2023 or do you have something yes. else in mind? No, now 2023 is, is now that we've got it down, improve it and up the marketing. Okay. And what does your marketing strategy look like for that? So um, up until now, we've used the podcast. That's where a good chunk of our leads come in, uh, in addition to referrals and networking. And so for right now, I think that's what we're going. The second thing is building alliance partners. So there's a lot of people who are adjacent to us who actually are dealing with our ideal clients and can essentially refer into that. And we've got partnership programs and so forth for them. So it's continuing to build up those partners, have those conversations and continue to build the funnel in that way. Interesting. I think that's a, I think that's a solid plan. So what has... What has your biggest challenge been this year? Our challenge is always the same challenge. It's time. You know, how do, how do you balance what you want against what you're willing to do? We're big proponents of business in harmony. You know, notice I don't say business in balance. You can never have balance in life, but you can have business in harmony and a big part of what we talk about and we talk about with our clients, start with the end in mind. What is it that you want? How much time do you want to devote to your business? How much time do you want to devote to life? How do we now build a business that serves us instead of us being stuck in a business, right? Get out of the rat race of your business, build a business that serves you and allows you to live the life that you want to live. So it's, you know, even though we do that, it's still always a little bit of a challenge. We go through sprints. Building the course was a bigger challenge than we expected, but you learn and you just take a little bit longer and you just keep showing up and take the next step. So you mentioned earlier that um, when you do one-on-one -on -one coaching, you kind of hit a plateau. What are you doing to overcome that plateau and turn it into a mountain? I, well, you can't. 
You only okay. have so many hours of coaching that you can do a week, right? The only way to scale this is to get out of the one-to-one and do one-to-many. And so I think the course is the first step in the one-to-many. So it's not a, it's not a revenue problem. It's a business model problem. You can only do X, mm-hmm. right? There's only so many slots in the week. And when they're all full, they're all full. Well, that's a good sign when they're all full, right? It, it is a very good thing when they're all full. <laughs> so where do you predict you might get stuck or slowed down in the next 12 months on your path? Um, I don't know that we're going to get stuck. I mean, the only thing that we might get slowed down is deciding that we don't want to put as much time and effort into it in that we're going to throttle back because we prefer to go live life instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding that that harmony of, of getting it done. And the one thing we've learned is, you know, you think something's going to get done in a week and it takes three. And just being OK with that. Right. And just saying, OK. I know this is what we had hoped for. The reality is this is what happened. Um, And that happened. Even when we were picking course platforms, we went through, we went through three platforms before we settled on the third one, but that was a lot of time starting with the first one, realizing it was an ultimate, just, it wasn't going to work for us. Picking a second one, trying that out realizing, okay, there's significant limitations, then spending the time to find the third one and realize, okay, this one actually works. There's still some limitations, but we got 90% of what we wanted. That probably held us back by two months. Oh, wow. Well, it just takes time. You got to, you know, it's life. (laughs) (laughs) You seem like a very free-flowing person. Is that we are, but we are also we're intense. So there's you have your times of intensity and you have your time of freedom. But we've got a scoreboard, so we know as long as we're hitting our goals, we can be free flowing, right? It's kind of like a boat. When you first get your boat started, it takes a lot of effort to get the boat on plane. But once you get up to speed and your boat's on plane, you can pull the throttle back and just cruise along. And so sometimes it's it's that sprint of getting up and on plane, and then and then we cruise. That's a really good analogy. I like that. So if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges that you might face or changes you might need to make? Um so we'll probably double our revenue next year. Um, just that we're already on projection for that one. When, when I look at it and I plot it out, we'll probably come pretty close to that. Again, it, 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 it's always the same limiting factor for us. It's time because we're mm-hmm. financial people. We don't have financial limitations. We know how to play that game. Right. Um, so that's not really the problem. We've built our model in such a way that, it's much more automated or it's not, it's not going to rely on finding people. So we don't have employee issues. We keep it lean. Um, So then it's just a matter of, of the time to make sure you get everything done and overcome the hurdles that, that you're just going to face. But at the same point, 
you know, one of the things we've learned is when you hit a hurdle, don't, don't spend all your time trying to get over the hurdle yourself. Find somebody to help you get through the hurdle. Um, as a matter of fact, just before this call, I texted someone and said, I need a little help with this course. They're like, okay, how about next week? Great. We've got a phone call settled. So next week, I've got somebody to help me, help me remove the pitfalls that I can't see yet so that I can take those steps. And then if we hit another hurdle, it's reach out to people or find the resources to help you through the hurdle. We had a guide who helped us build the course. So that helped us go twice as fast as we could have otherwise. And again, it, we went a lot, lot faster because we had a guide who said, here's how you do X, Y, Z. Now go do it. Okay, that worked. This is this, this is that. And so we sprint with others and we bring them in as we need them. What are your, what are your recommendations for finding those kinds of quality people? Because you can't expect help from just anybody. So how do you find build, those people? Build a network. And see, here's where people get it wrong, right? They all go to networking or they go into networking for what? What can you give me? That's totally opposite of what you should be doing. You go out to networking and you give and you give and you give and you plant seeds so that when the time comes for your ask, people are willing to help you. Like when we, when we did the pre-launch of the course, I was like, okay, I need to get feedback. I emailed a whole bunch of people. They all said yes, right? I'll give you my time, but why? Because we had spent so much time helping them without expecting anything in return. I never knew I would call them for this, but I'm like, okay, who do I know that could help me with this? And, and that's it. Is everyone going to say yes? No, they're not. But if you, if you build relationships and you get yourself in the right groups of people, I'm in a mastermind group, I lead one. And so, you know, just through those connections, I think we're about 130, 140 guys, and then they've got their network. So, you know, right there, I've got access to a thousand people who will pick up a phone call. And that's just one group I'm part of. You know, there's other groups that I've been involved with that have the same kind of network multipliers. So you got to go out and do the time and do the work. That's what nobody wants. Everybody wants a shortcut. There is no shortcut. Go out 10 years of grunting it out and then you have overnight success. <laughs> <laughs> Not really overnight, but yeah. <laughs> Not really. You know, it's overnight success with 10 years of hard work. And that's true of everybody. If you go, you know, look at Amazon, look at Microsoft. You look at these, they, they spent years building it and slogging it out to get where they are today. And it's the same thing for a small business owner. Everyone sees the, the results, but nobody goes back and looks at that 10 years of slog that that person went through. So since you bring that up, I would like to, what is it? What's the saying? Flip the table and ask you, what were some of the challenges that you went through when you were starting off? So, you know, I think in the beginning, um, first of all, the biggest challenge is making the decision to start, right? You know, what I tell people is that is really the hardest thing. Do, do you know what the heaviest weight at the gym is? 
Now, I don't, front, I don't go to the gym very often. But yeah. See, you know why? Because it's the front door. You get past the front door. Oh. And, and everything else becomes easier. So I think the biggest first hurdle for people is to start. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back is that fear of, of taking that first step. And, and then in the beginning, it's making sure that you understand that you're not going to make money overnight. So building a runway and a plan, I, I've been told and I've experienced it myself, it takes about three years to build up a business. And if you don't have three years of runway, you're going to struggle in the beginning parts. And, and that's just the reality of it. Now, if you've already built different paths already, you can do it a little faster. Not everyone has built the path. Not everyone has a ready and willing customer base. But I think that's the, the, the hardest thing is, is taking the first step and having enough cash and cash flow to get you to the point in making the business investments you need to make to get to the point where you are revenue positive all the time, profitable. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can make all the connections that you want. You can meet all the people that you want, but if you don't have the money to actually put in when you see an opportunity that you like, it just sets you back even further. It does. And there are ways of finding money. Some of them are much riskier than others, and some of them are much more expensive than others. But I think it's if you take the time to plot what that course looks like and do it realistically, everyone creates the rosiest picture. Very few people create, and what we try to do is test, what is my worst case scenario and how do I survive a worst case scenario? That's smart. That's smart. I'm glad I, I'm, I'm glad you do that because I, I wish that I had thought of that when I was starting my business. <laughs> when, the, when the rockier seasons hit, I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. So and that's the thing. When you, when you have reserves, you are, everyone's going to hit a rocky season. Every business owner is going to get smacked in the face. It, it's just the reality of owning a business. It's a roller coaster ride. But when you've got reserves and cash, you can deal with it. Absolutely. I feel like more people need to realize that. <laughs> You know, some, sometimes you do start a business and you do make a lot of money and then you think, oh, it's going to stay this way and you blow all that money. I feel I've seen a lot of people do that. So I'm yes. glad that you're providing that kind of service. And, and that's why we tell people, you know, top line is vanity. I don't care how much you make. You know, it, the bottom line is sanity and, and cash flow is reality. And too many people are just screaming and, and jumping up and down about their top line revenue. But when you dig into their business, at the end of the day, they have nothing to show for it. And I'm talking about seven figure business owners. And that's a problem. That shouldn't be the case. If you can generate seven figures of revenue, you should have a model that allows you to have a very nice living. Absolutely. I completely agree. So let's switch the conversation over to your podcasts because you have multiple. Would you like I to? Um, yes. Would you like to cover both of them? Sure. So my first podcast was Richer Soul. I started that in 2017. So it's been going for a while. Uh, weekly episodes. And that one was originally designed to teach people about how to better utilize their money and how to live that richer life. 
What I learned, though, is when you name a podcast where people don't exactly know what they're getting, it's very hard to grow it. It's very hard to market it. It's very hard for people to, it just becomes much more difficult. And that one had a lot of eclectic topics. And so it was, it was more difficult for it to take traction. Um, I still do it because now it's turned into a passion project that I love doing. So I continue to do it, but it, it does not serve a business purpose per se. Um, it, in other words, it doesn't bring clients to my calendar. My other podcast, which I started during the pandemic, learning what I learned on the first one, I'm like, okay, let's be direct and clear. So that's the profit answer, man. You're going there to learn how to be more profitable in your business. And I actually stole the profit answer, man, idea from the retirement answer, man, who stole it from the podcast answer, man, which is Cliff Raven's <laughs> class. Cliff's a great guy. If you haven't seen him, um, he's shifted gears now, but that was kind of the whole thing. And that all came through in a mastermind that I was with. Um, with Dan Miller. So that's how we're all connected. So you talk about these connections and how they help you. All of that group came together. So the whole design of the Profit Answer Man is to teach people what we do and how we do it. So all we do is we give away everything we do. So we're constantly teaching people. Now, people think, well, if you teach them everything you do and all your knowledge, they won't come to you. Well, they will because there's a group of people who say, A, this is too hard for me. You do it. Or I, even though you've told me, I still can't get it or I need more help. But because they've sat and listened to you for six months and you're in their head and they've created a relationship with you, that's the one thing about podcasts that people don't realize. They're building a relationship with you and you don't even know them. Right. They get to know who you are, how you think, how you how you react to things. And so because of that, people show up on my calendar. And when those clients show up, they are much more ready to buy. So it's not as much as a sales call as it is. How can we work together and can I make this investment? I completely agree. I think that's a great idea that you're doing that. And it's, it may seem from the outside, like you're giving away information, but in reality, you're putting yourself in the expert seat. You are building credibility for yourself and people who are listening are able to trust you that much more because they know that you know what you're talking about. Correct. And actually, so tonight I'm doing a presentation to someone else's mastermind group. And that came about because he was a guest on my podcast and then I was a guest on his podcast. And then we built a relationship and that kind of continued. And next thing you know, you have an opportunity to go in front of his people and present your offering. And that's kind of how it all works. Little seeds, little trees, you know, they turn into big trees. Absolutely. I, I completely, I completely agree. That's, I love podcasting for the same reason. So we talked about the good stuff, but what have been some of your struggles around growing your podcast? Um, so I, I, I was lucky. I always had for my one podcast, I had an editor from day one. And then eventually I let go of the show notes 
And then the second podcast, when I first started it, I did it all myself. And now I've let go of all of that so that I don't have to deal with, with all of that part of it. Somebody else creates it, does all the work. I can just show up and do the parts that I love. Um, so from that standpoint, it's been easy. And then they create all the social media stuff. And there's the reality is, is when you're a business owner, there's things that you love doing and you'll do them. And there's things that you hate doing and you won't do them. So find somebody to do the stuff you hate doing and get out of the way. And also look at your time value. So when I was editing the podcast, I started, oh, well, I need to improve quality. I need to do this. I need to do that. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this is taking too long. Somebody else can do this at a fraction of what my time is worth. Why am I spending time doing this? So I handed it over and I got out of the way. And a lot of people struggle with handing things over. Is it going to be perfect? No, it's not going to be perfect. It'll be good enough. And that's okay. And sometimes they'll do a better job than I will. And that's okay. So yeah, and that. the other thing I do, honestly, I um I record way out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I try to have it, on a good time, I'm three months out. On a bad time, I'm six weeks out. But the point is, there's no pressure to create a recording. There's no pressure to do the next one. And I think for a lot of people, that's what happens. They can't get that consistent rhythm of putting out a podcast. Whatever schedule you pick, whatever consistency. Um, and so that's a big part of it, is just getting that rhythm down. And I, I learned that up front. So somebody told me, these are one of the downfalls. So I launched with probably 10 episodes each so that I immediately had a backlog on launch and I didn't have to freak out about it. That's smart. Yeah, we we do the same thing. We record a few episodes daily and then we're set for the next couple of months, at least just from those few episodes alone. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's why it takes, it takes a lot of stress off of your plate. Because you know, in the back of your head, I already have them recorded. I'm already good. I don't have to worry about it. It's it's great. So how do you go about monetizing your podcast? So I don't do ads. I know some people think you can monetize with ads. I, I think that's a very difficult strategy unless you happen to have a big following to begin with. Our monetization is twofold. One it puts clients on our calendar or potential clients on our calendar, or two, it allows us to create a relationship that will lead to business in some way or form in the future and build relationships. So the, that's the two ways I do it. Uh, podcasting to me is a long tail game, meaning if I start today, I may not see results for nine months. Again, remember we talked about business doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. You got to, you just got to keep showing up until you gain traction. And then people want to listen to you for a while. And then after they listen to you for a while, they finally show up. So just understand that it's a long-term commitment. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. So we're reaching towards the end of the interview. Um, do you have any last advice for our listeners? So if you don't have a podcast, get a podcast. 
right? <laughs> but make sure, honestly, I think people fuss too much. I have very basic equipment. You don't need to spend a ton on equipment. I think you need to spend more time on picking the right name, understanding what your audience wants and that you're going to serve them with, and then understanding what your question is. How am I going to monetize this? What is my end game for this? And what is that overall strategy? So I think it's understanding the whole strategy and then having a system in place to deliver that all. So I think before you hit record, doing a lot of thinking and planning and strategizing, and then just show up and be consistent. That's the hard part for people. Consistency is key. That it is. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rocky, for coming on. Um, if anybody's looking to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to find you? So they can find me at my website is profitcomesfirst.com or just listen to one of the podcasts. In, in all of them, there's links to my email and to my calendar. All right. Awesome. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top100interview.com. Thank you. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.